Welcome to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast, the premier provider of leadership consulting, culture shaping, and senior level executive search services. Every day, we're privileged to talk with fascinating people who are shaping the future through their leadership and vision. Each episode, you'll hear a different perspective from thought leaders and innovators. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hello. I'm Rob Spears, a principal in Hydrogen Struggles Financial Services Practice, focusing on the insurance industry in Asia. In today's podcast, I'm speaking to Adrian O'Connor, former Regional Chief Financial Officer of Prudential Corporation Asia, or PCA. Adrian joined PCA as their Chief of Staff in 2007 and served as CFO from 2008 through to 2018. Adrian also sat on the boards of Prudential Corporation Asia. ICICI Prudential Life in India, Prudential General Insurance Hong Kong, and Prudential Vietnam. His previous roles were with New York Life International, AIG, Aviva, and Zurich, working across all regions in the United States, Europe, and Asia. Adrian, welcome, and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, Rob. Great to be with you. Adrian, During your tenure at PCA, you were tasked with ensuring that financial growth and business models were sustainable across highly diverse, high growth markets post the global financial crisis. What specifically did you do in your role as CFO to make that happen? Uh, The simple answer to that question, Rob, is focus the organization on what drives value creation. That was absolutely the one thing that I was focused on. What drives value creation? And it differs in different markets. For a developing market, key, very key to it all, is growing profitable new business sales and accelerating that growth. There are three key words there. Growing, profitable, and accelerating. Growth is all about size, quality, and growth of the distribution channel. Where the CFO gets involved in is in the profit piece. And that's all down to product mix. Life insurance companies manufacture products for the customer and to meet both their savings and their protection needs. Savings tends to be longer-term savings, while on the protections they cover, life insurance, critical illness, and other health insurance products. And put simply, protection products are much more profitable than savings products. In fact, it's a factor of five. So getting that mix right and tilting it more towards protection makes an enormous difference on the, uh, the profits, the value, and the financial outcomes of an organization. And that was what I was relentlessly focused on. Where did it differ between markets, you, you may ask? in in Asia. In some markets, they were well-developed. They need little help. In other markets, they were less developed, less disciplined, and look for the quick sale. That's where we got much more heavily involved in keeping the discipline, keeping the focus. And over the 10 years, it's proved to be incredibly successful. Fantastic. And I know that that can be quite challenging given there's been a general aversion by customers in Asia to buying protection over savings in a lot of those markets. So I think that's a great testament to your leadership. There is a vast 
missing our need for, for, for protection in Asia. And he pointed out by a number of reports, including that one by Swiss Re. So there is a need there, and the need still hasn't been met on the protection side. Very true, and that, that creates a, a gigantic opportunity for insurers for a long time. Absolutely. So it's, it's all boats will rise in Asia for many, many years to come. Changing tack slightly and thinking specifically about the Asia-Pacific region, what specific challenges or opportunities do you see around talent development and succession? And how are you able to address them in your role as both a CFO and a board member? I think this, is the, this was the most important part of my job after actually that focus on, on value creation. And I had a particular way about it, a particular focus. I tried to hire great people or potentially great people and then help them develop true experience specifically on the job. My role was coach. I was not the financial expert in the room. And I think that's one of the areas where a lot of CFOs get it wrong. They think they have to be the smartest person in the room, the most expert, the master of the subject matter. You have to be an expert in the area, but you don't have to be the best. So my philosophy was I brought in far smarter people than me and had to get on with it. And the way I did it was I, we agreed priorities at the beginning of, of every single year. And I basically got out of the way. I was the founding board. They came to me. I gave them my views. And, uh, and they took them on board or they threw them overboard. And in reality, you know, they made the decisions. And, you know, there were times where I didn't agree with the decisions. And that was a real challenge for me to just to back off because it was far more important for them to take the ownership and, and to develop themselves. Now, there, of course, there were the occasions where I had to step in, but I tried to keep that as few as possible um, because development of people was far more important. And the, the reality is once you bring in great people, they just thrive in the environment that they can actually do stuff themselves. Allied to that, I think, is, and this, that applies not just, you know, not just in finance. It's across the whole piece. I think we did have a philosophy in PCA, it's very similar to that. My own view in regards to what is the type of people that you need to recruit, I think they need to be smart. I think they need to be curious. Curious about what they don't know. Third, they need to be really driven, driven to make a difference. Collaborative, and that in Asia more than anywhere else is so important. Collaborative with your colleagues, with, with your, your, your seniors, with the countries, absolutely getting on with lots of people to, to, to work through organizations which are very, very complicated. You have to have that skill set. And I think finally, they need to be or have the capability of building great teams themselves. And I, I, I must admit, you know, I, I, my legacy, I think, is I have great people and I hope I develop them. And I was just privileged to work with the people I work with, really privileged. Hopefully that gives you some insight into talent development. That's great. That's actually a fantastic talent philosophy. And it's, it's something that we speak about often with boards and executives around what to look for in searching for upcoming leaders uh, and the development of, of that talent. 
And the point about curiosity really hammers home, I think, what, uh, what we're looking for, especially in the insurance industry today. Absolutely. It's grow, 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 develop, 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 and that's all underpinned by curiosity. Now, what everyone's been waiting for, some questions relevant to what is on everyone's mind in the insurance industry today, technology. As new technologies change, both uh, the day-to-day work of the finance function and the competitive landscape, what advice would you have for CFOs to stay ahead of the curve? Well, I'll give you a bit of context and a bit of background, Rob. I am a valuation actuary at heart. I spent a lot of my earlier part of my career in that space. So, you know, working on systems and working with the IT people and the tech people was core to my job. Now, I will say over my 10 years in PCA, the challenge that has been left unmet is a complete overall of the financial system. Um, There are reasons for that. And the main reason is in the 10-year tenure that I was there, we had the introduction of the capital system called Solvency II from Europe. And currently, we're doing another major change in financial reporting, IFRS 17. And all energies in terms of development were focused on both of those, not in the overhaul of financial systems. And any company that I've been with, there have been problems with, it, with the financial system. They're old, they're not integrated, and there's a lot of manual intervention by very smart people. And, you know, every organization I've been with, we see spreadsheets everywhere. If you see spreadsheets, you know you have problems with your financial system. So where do I see the future? Uh, I think once we get over this, and it all depends when IFRS 17 actually gets put to bed, I think there does need to be an overhaul of financial systems. Once that's done, I think the real core, the CFO needs to find his or her job. And I do not see that job, what I call the compliance of financial reporting and capital reporting. I see that as being outsourced somewhere else. The role of the CFO is on financial information systems and actually having information that drives the business and drives commercial decisions. That's a fantastic insight. So if I hear you correctly, the industry at the moment needs to get over these regulatory hurdles uh, that are both time and cost intensive so CFOs can essentially look and find the tools and the technology that can help them provide more strategic advice to the business. Rob, you've put it far more adequately than I could have done. (laughs) And if we think about the role of fintech and insuretech today and these new competitors, What can CFOs do to help their companies disrupt rather than be disrupted? Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about digital disruption. And I see there's two places where digital disruption is happening or will happen, which are sort of strategic or key. And they are in the product design and product pricing space and also in the actual distribution space. My own view, the personal view, is that disruption will happen much more quickly and much sooner in the product design and pricing space. You know, reality is, 
Yeah, there's very little customization and pricing for, for products in the life insurance space. The normal pricing is by age, sex, smoker, non-smoker. And the only part of the world up to now, and it's up to relatively recently, where there was a differentiation beyond that was in the United States of America, where you had good lives, better lives, and super lives, and there was some differentiation there. With the advent of AI, big data, you are, and you're already seeing it. It's already happening in, in, in the U.S. with a company called IQ Health. We are going to see some more customization around pricing on products. Separately to that, I see the whole thing on, on distribution very differently. In Asia, the main distribution channels are agency and bank assurance. They will continue to be in place for many years to come and be I believe, the strongest distribution channel for a long time to come. The big challenge for distribution and the disruption of the distribution channel, that is meaning I'm going to get directly digitally to the customer rather than going to an intermediary, is all about the customer value proposition. And that has got to be very clear, very simply, and very quickly understood by the customer and then executed quickly. All those on the life insurance business are extremely difficult because life insurance is sold, not bought. And what I've seen in the last few years, there has not been a focus around the customer value proposition. There's focus around getting customers and getting an ecosystem, but not on that core thing because if that's not cracked, and I believe it will be cracked, and it will be cracked in different ways. That's where the focus of attention should be. So going forward, you know, I think the role of the, the CFO is to, to, to milk as much out of from a financial viewpoint, and there are still lots of low-hanging fruit in the current distribution channel. And then this is the big challenge, devising a financial framework which makes sure that you invest appropriately in the digital space. And that's a difficult one in terms of balance because you don't want to go off what I call shiny objects, right? Things that will never work yeah. out, but they sound great. On the other hand, you don't want to suffocate great ideas or potentially great ideas because we all know in this new world, most things will fail. 90% of your ideas will fail. And so a complete change of the financial framework in terms of what the CFO needs to bring to bear. And that's going to be, that is a big challenge at the moment. I think the last thing that the CFO needs to do is get completely up to speed with everything that goes on in, in, in the digital space, particularly around AI, big data, etc. That's really, really sound advice. And, um, and I really like your point of view there. Ensuring that the CFO is keeping abreast of developments they're providing sound strategic counsel around technology, but not stretching themselves too thin and taking their eye off of what is their most important function in the organization. Absolutely. So, Adrian, as you enter the next stage of your career, what do you think board members will need to know about navigating digital and regulatory disruption? Well, first of all, as you well know, you know, the requirement on boards now in terms of expertise 
There's definitely every board now is a digital expert, particularly around cyberspace, and every board in the regulated businesses, such as nearly all the financial services businesses, have also got need to have experts. So what do the non-experts do? Well, the non-experts have a role to play. They need to understand the, the essence of the digital and the regulatory space, and they, they need to learn that from the experts in the room and elsewhere. It's the essence. It's not down in the details. Because once you get to the essence, other board members from their other areas of experience can bring that to bear in making decisions around those spaces. Because the experts may not have what you have. And, and, and someone put it very, very eloquently to me, is what, what, what's the role of a board member? And it's uh, fingers out and noses in. Don't get meddling mm -hmm. in the details, but you need to have a, a nose for the big things that may happen. Excellent advice. So Adrian, just to wrap up, if you were to give one piece of advice to future leaders about what they most need to do today to thrive, what would that be? We'll start with a quote from Stephen Covey, and that is, the main thing is keeping the main thing the main thing. Quite easily said, but very, very difficult to execute on a day-to-day -day basis. What are my priorities today? And keep focused on that. I'd add to that delivery and development, two things that I, it's my mantra since I've been at PCA. CFO has to deliver the financials. If he doesn't deliver or she doesn't deliver the financials, they have no credibility and no right to have a seat at the table in the organization at the highest level. And develop means developing your own people, the organization, and yourself. And there are many aspects of developing yourself, including connecting with people within your organization, outside your organization, your own subject matter expertise. But for me, reading was a key part to all of that, and reading beyond my own subject matter expertise, dipping into many different areas. Me in particular, I, I love business books, and I love positive psychology, because you can always bring knowledge and insights from other areas into your own job, and it enhances that. What a fantastic way to finish up. Learning is a lifetime journey, and it never stops regardless of where you are in your career. Or how old you are. <laughs> Correct. Adrian, thank you so much for making the time to speak with us today. Thank you very much, Rob. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time.